The more that listens to it, the more I get car for. Oh, good. Close the door. You'll play Close the door. I only have a dollar. Then you'll have to redeem it. Don't tell yourself it's a way. Why do you have to finish your whole ration ransom? Maybe half of the motion didn't make something else. He did so. So why did he do it? Because I don't listen to that motion. What are you talking about? Very beautiful. Baby, how much did you get today? Oh, now listen carefully. Hashra Astra. 
You can't go to one place, make a brook in another place. Wherever you ate it, that's where you have to make the brook. So where you drank it, that's where you make the brook. You didn't drink it in here. Kuf Lamed Aleph, let's go. Hashra Yisra. Hashra Yisra, the 17th thing that a person has to remember twice daily. One second. One second. A dollar now. I said, I don't care. Not doing class. A dollar now. Look, I thought you want to be Mavakal Teira, and therefore you can have to, you'll have to pay a dollar outside. outside now. You were speaking during the time that I want to learn Muslim. Yeah, dollar. Today is a special day, and therefore, because it's an infamous day, it's an infamous day, like the day that Hitler invaded. Wow. Listen in. I said to put down a dollar or else leave you in. Hashra Esrei. Wait, are you missing money? It's not money. You were standing up and you said Rebbe's coming. A dollar now. I heard you from outside. One dollar now. If you feel that you didn't do a thing, then walk outside and don't come back for the day. You're a stupid idiot. One dollar now. I said one dollar now. Walk out. I said to walk out now. If you don't want to walk out now, I will escort you physically. I said to walk out. I'll count for 30 seconds. I'll count for 30 seconds. Now, before you go, Gilbert, take your yarmulke and erase that board. If you don't erase it with your yarmulke, I will erase it with your tongue. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I will give no recess today till I know who did it. There will be no shavuos on Yemat's voice, and there's no recess forever till shavuos till I know who wrote that on the board and who put this on here. If the idiot does not admit, there is no recess for the rest of the year. I don't the board. Okay, now get out of here. Come back with a dollar. Who put the flag on my desk? Well, you? Yeah. A dollar. I get out of here. Outside, a dollar, Gilbert. Outside. A dollar, outside. You are the chicky at the door. I don't know. You are the chicky at the door. Now let's go, outside. Igmora brings down a couple of lines later. Three shwoos. Gimel shwoos. Yes. Ray, I'm not interested in talking to you now. You have to listen. Kuf Yud Aleph, I said. 
In reality, you might say that other lands are higher than Eretz Yisrael, but Eretz Yisrael is the top of the world, meaning when the Rebbe created the world, the, the world is a globe, and since it's a, the, globe, the, world, the world is a globe, uh, a circle, so the top of the, you can't say, what's the top of the, of the bull? A bull is a around. But that, that's what that's called the top. I was Negea the Eibishter, or Negea Luchnius from the Vel, the top of the world is Eretz Yisrael. Now, what is loyalty Yisrael B'chaimah means of Rashi? Yachad B'yod Chazoka. Look at the top line. Kla Yisrael is not allowed to go up to Eretz Yisrael together, B'yad Chazoka. What does Yad Chazoka mean? Chaimah is a lotion of Chaimah means a wall, strength. Which means, excuse me, I want quiet. Which means that you're not allowed to go with might to take over Eretz Another shvur the Rebbe made to Klai Yisrael. Klai Yisrael is not allowed to rebel. You're not allowed to rebel against the nations of the world. Jews are not allowed to do something if it's going to disturb if it's going to disturb the the Umayyadah. They cannot rebel against the nations of the world. Listen carefully. The Achas, in other words, you're not allowed to rate on, you're not allowed to rebel, you're not allowed to antagonize, you're not allowed to tease, you're not allowed to start up. With nations of the world. Christ as a unit, there's not allowed to start up with the nations of the world. The Achash Sheishbiya Hakadosh Baruch Hu and one that the Rebbe was Mashbiya and so Eidei Kechovim the Goyim. Shalay Yishtabdu Behem BeYisrael Yosem Adai. They shouldn't make the Yidden work too hard. They shouldn't be Meshabed the Yidden too hard. Now, when did the Rebbe make the Shulchan Kli? So it's not Kabbal the Tzeir. Now listen carefully. Listen carefully. Of course they know about it. Listen carefully. The Goyim also know about it. Now listen carefully. The Kuntachayt has a... On the basis of this Gemara, you'll see the Rishenim here, you'll see whatever you want to look up here on this studio and the Gemara, wherever you want to look, you can look. You'll see that it is also for Klai Yisrael, on the basis of this Shavuah, on the basis of this Gemara, to conquer Eretz Yisrael with might. Jews are not allowed to use might to conquer Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael will be given to them, will be given to them, when the Rebbe wants to give it to them. But until then, until then, it's not our business to conquer it. Now, the going to decide they want to give it to us, but we should fight to get Eretz Yisrael? That's awesome. To antagonize nations is about under Therefore, around 
a hundred years ago, there was a certain person, a certain person got up, because of an incident, of anti-Semitic incident, some kind of anti-Semitic incident, this person, Peter Herzl, someone started up with him, because him being a Jew, whatever, this person, I won't cry, I don't want any comments, this person decided that Jews have to have their own land. If Jews will have their own land, we'll be nationalistic, we'll have our own nation, then we'll be strong, people will respect us, there'll be no more anti-Semitism. Now, the Kavona of this idiot was not for Taylor or Yerushalayim or Ruchni Yitzchus, he wasn't from at all. He wasn't even mal his children. He wanted that Jews, as much as possible, should assimilate with the Goyim. He didn't want the Jews to stick out and stand out so different from Goyim. He wanted that Jews should be as similar as possible to Goyim. <laughs> no, listen carefully. Just leave it. Just ignore it. If you're going to continue with this and you're going to show that you have some kind of an from it, so we'll stop now. Just ignore it now or else I'm stopping now. Now, listen carefully. So, listen carefully, listen carefully, listen carefully. He went around rabble-rousing to other friends of his, and they started working out different organizations, and Mises and Zachen and Tumlerais, we have to have our own land. And he was not even interested in Eretz Yisrael, originally. He was interested in some land in Africa. He was able to buy, at that time, a lot of acres and he figured that he could make his own country there. Because he saw when that proposal was made that the religious Jews would not join him and he needed their help. They needed as much help as possible. Jews would never, if they're religious, join him in making a nation in Uganda or some other nation in Africa. So he re retracted from his plan of Uganda or whatever. And he said, okay, they have to work it. Make it for soil. So he was the, the catalyst, the person that got everyone thinking that maybe the time is ripe to take over Eretz soil. He was the Aviyah voice of this modern Ryan, this modern uh, thinking that we should now take over Eretz soil. When that happened, of course, it no matter who you are, every from a year deep down has a yearning to be an Eretz Yisrael. So when that happened, they right away went to the Gedolim. All the from all the from went to the Gedolim at the time and asked the Gedolim what to do. Should we join him? Should we help him? Should we fight him? Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Should we be neutral? Should we be to the right? Should we be to the left? What should we do? 97 troopers of the Gedalim of that time were present. 97 troopers of the Gedalim of that time, 97 different troopers by different Gedalim were printed at that time. And every trooper, if you go through it, you'll find, mention this Gemara, that's put you out and so on. Every person came with that Gemara and said, Avada, why is it also? You'll be violating the first. You'll also be violating 
The second shvuah of antagonizing nations. Whoever's there, you're going to have to antagonize. You have to go against nations. Whoever they were there. The Turks were there. The British came later. But the Turks were there then. Now, so there should be no Shiloh. For me, it has no Shiloh. Stop. So, Allah, you're not allowed to finish. Now, has a tendency to draw you into their trap. It's very hard to stay away from it. Once there's a little bit of a desire around, a little bit minus, a little bit of a it looks good, it sounds good, makes sense, it gets you into its trap. I older the better and said, no, the Rebish the helps to make an historian for you. Three people that were considered Hamidah Chachomim at that time said that it's Mutter. Why did they say it's Mutter? Please listen. They said because since, I said it once before, since one of the Shavuos is that they should not make the Jews work too hard. And they did. So they didn't keep their part of the bargain. We don't have to keep our part of the bargain. In other words, two wrongs make a right. These were three people. One was Rav Reines. Rav Yitzchak Yaakov Reines or Rav Yaakov Yitzchak Reines, something like that. His name was. Is he still and, into... And, uh, and wait, let me finish. Please let me finish. I don't want any discussions now. And one was, another one was Rav Shmuel Malava, also another person that was a Chashaviyid. And Rav Cook was involved with him. He was like a Talmud of Rav Reines. And it was others, you know, of lesser stature that, that joined this group. But basically, three people that held of this sheet. And these three people wrote Shuvah that it's Mutter. Since your natural inclination is that you want to go to Ephesus, and your natural inclination is that you want to find a head to put it. So here we found a head. We found a mezuzah on the Chazash Now, what do you normally do when you have 97 Gedalim saying one way and three Tamidah Chachom saying another way? So, especially if it's such an overwhelming majority. Is that overwhelming majority? How could you have a suffix? But the Yitzhahara says, no. People became hotheads. And people said, we have a heter. We have a heter. And therefore, there developed in Klai Yisrael two factions. The faction that said we should listen to the 97 G'daylam, and the faction that said we should listen to those three G'daylam. So that was the beginning of these two divisions of Klai Yisrael. And one was called Agudas Yisrael, and one was called Mizrach. Now listen carefully. Even though I'm saying it very simple, but I'm saying it in the ninth grade level, it's not as, as simple as I'm telling you now. Avada, in, 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 in those factions, they were, they were right, and middle of the road is on left. In each one of those factions, there were like three factions. There was the right of that faction, the middle of the road of that faction, and the left of that faction. So let's say the right always means the more militant, Shita. So let's say the right of those that follow the 97 government. You have to fight them. And then there were those that were on the road, 
Because they fought only when it's in the air, they didn't go out of the way. And they'll do that, they'll, okay, it's awesome, but I don't know to do with it. Then different factions came about, and different rebels, and different Talmudic Chachom, different Rashivas, told their Talmudim to fear them different ways. Now, all of this, these two sheets, Mizrahi and Aguda, of course, among the Aguda, when we say the 97th of them, it's anyone that you can think in your mind. Anyone that you could think of. Anyone on, on this on these walls and this room basically was a part of those they, and, and those that are before. Arab Chaim Briska wrote a tshuva. Lohometz Chaim wrote a tshuva. The Alta Lubavitch Rebbe wrote a tshuva two, two, two Rebbe's ago. Wrote a tshuva. No, not the Tema. One after the Tema. And the Geder Rebbe, the Belzer Rebbe, the Munkacha, everybody, everybody, whoever you can think of, wrote a tshuva. 97. Why does it have to be in English? What kind of question is that? Why did it have to be in English, Mr. Koenig? Like, what's the problem? You're missing a screw today? It's me. So the kids said, it was no Shiloh, really. It wasn't even a Shiloh. The rest of the Now, listen carefully. Listen carefully. Listen carefully. Listen carefully. Now. Get outside, pick it up. Right now. Get outside. Basically, there was no real suffix in halacha what to do. The suffix was only because the Yetzirah tells you to follow what your heart desires. So therefore, they had a shtikel heta, they had somebody that wrote a tshuva that it's mut, but therefore they wanted to follow that shtikel. So we had two strong forces among Yisrael. Now, listen carefully, just ignore it. Just put a piece of paper over here so that we don't have these idiots putting their faces in here. You have a piece of paper? Oh. At, the, at the point, listen carefully. You're it's only the Medina. Uh, oh, only the Eretz. This is the Eretz. This is the Eretz, yeah. No, Magen Dali. Tov Ba'aretz. Guten Close the door. Listen carefully. So listen carefully. Your name is better. When, when, in 1948, there came the state, despite the Shita of the Gedalim that it was also, in 1948, there was no more Shaila of whether it's Mutter or also. They made it. Shalai Kedin, according to Rav, 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 Ruba de Ruba of Kaisro. What happens now? What is the policy of Klai Yisrael now? What should we do now? So, there came a machlekes among the G'daylam. Some G'daylam said that you're not allowed to recognize something that was made by Esau. You have to, as much as possible, not be garrison. Not garrison. Because it was made to like it in. And some said, if you're going to turn around and you're going to listen to their Bartholah. So most G'daylam, half of the G'daylam, some of the G'daylam, around 50% of the G'daylam said, we will not recognize it. We're not Goyerses. That's what the United States did when Communist China took over. The Communists took over China. They invaded China. And the United States, until Nixon, for many, many years, I don't know if you learned history, did not recognize China, Red China. What does that mean they didn't recognize it? There was no ambassadors, there was no consulate, you couldn't get from China here because there was no passport, we don't recognize the country of communist China. There was no trade between China and here. Millions of people were not recognized by the United States of America, as if they don't exist. 
we did not recognize China until late, 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 until, until Nixon. But the Hezbollah behind it, the same simple logic. If it was made, Jalekidin, these are a bunch of gunners. They came in and took away a land, Jalekidin. They're a bunch of criminals and crooks. So since they are criminals and crooks, why should we recognize them? We're going to recognize a, a government of criminals and crooks. So we didn't recognize Red China. Listen carefully. Well, later, for whatever reason it was, it paid for the United States of America to recognize them. They decided to recognize them. Now, this Lahavdil, El of Halfi Abdullah, was the, the shita of the, the, the opinions of many Gedolim that you can't recognize them. Among those Gedolim was the Munkacha, we have a picture over here, Munkacha Rebbe, the Loza, the Dr. Shiva. So what? We're not talking about recognizing them. He doesn't take a penny from them. Now listen. Recognizing does not mean you know to be an Israel. What do you call such solution? The Gedolim of Eretz Yisrael, if I hear some Chaim Zemertel. That's how we're talking about them. That Rabbi Shmuel Salan, Rabbi Shmuel Diskin was before, but he was from the Torah. But these are Talmidim of Rabbi Shmuel Diskin. They said, no, not the Chazid. Wait, I'm talking about these Gedolim that didn't recognize it. Listen, it. they did not recognize the Bristerov. He will not allow any of his children. He does not allow any of his children who are alive now, at eight o'clock, to take a penny from the Israeli government for the yeshivas, because he was not recognizing the Israeli government. So why why I don't know why you're speaking. If you want to speak, get out. If you can't control yourself, get out. Now, so you have some gedolim, like those that I just mentioned, that said, "Do not recognize them. We don't take a penny from their government. We do not recognize them to the greatest degree possible." The big nisayim, but we don't recognize them. Other gedolim, Abadim, and others said we should recognize them. Join the government from within and fight from within for and Yiddishkeit Nehazizov. Not pshat that we hold that the Medina is kosher. About the Medina is treif. There's no one that discussed that now. The Medina is already made. The shayla is how do we fight for the Yidden and Teva and Yiddishkeit Nehazizov now that they made a treif in Medina. So there was a split. Agudat Yisrael today means that we have we have split in half, of course, and we, and the ones that we know today is that this is all is that faction that recognizes the government takes money from the government. The yeshivas take money from the government, and then there are those that don't. That's not called that this anymore. That's called the Eidachredes, the Bedat, the Bezdin Tzedek. The different Gedolim. is even more right wing than them. Different factions in this world. Here in America, there are different fra- fra- factions. Fatma, uh, uh, Bells used to. That was the big Machlekes. That was the Machlekes of Fatma and Bells now. And, and uh, others, a lot of them didn't. And then some decided to because they couldn't stand out. They couldn't hold out the fact that they didn't have money. So some of them buckled under for money. Let's have quiet. I don't want any names. I'll tell you names. And if you have a question later, you'll ask me later. So we have here a Machlekes. And how to conduct ourselves now? Do we not recognize them at all? Take no money from them? I'm not great as you? Or do we go, are we all good with them? We'll take money from them, work with them as much as possible to build Tehran and Yiddishkeit now. It's a big machlekes. And that machlekes, you have B'nai Tehran on both sides. Now, the Briskorov, who is known to be the Gogol at some period of time in Yiddishkeit, did not join Agudis Yisrael. But he didn't say that Agudis Yisrael shouldn't exist. He held that there should be two factions. The Chazaynish never joined the Agudis Yisrael, but on the other hand, he never said to the Agudis Yisrael they should close up. 
the brisket of himself, all the yeshivas of the Greeks do not take money from them. They want to fear that no no money, no tater of theirs should be built on the basis of government money. So where do they get money from? Donations or there's a Karen Hatzola that the Satmar Rebbe Zechotarik Levrocha made to help any moisten of tater that doesn't take money from the uh, from the government. And every year now, even after his tater, they make a big gigantic appeal and the today's Satmar Rebbe brings cash in the millions and he distributes it according to the amount of bochum, whatever, they have a simple way of, of distributing it, and how much money each maestro should get. Every brisker maestro is on that list. But on the other hand, the big maestro that we know of are not on that list. They get money from the government. As Emir Yeshiva, Ponovich, Chevron, all these yeshivas that we know of, but they still do take quite, because they felt that they can't make the yeshiva without taking it, and they recognize the government, and they take money from them. Now, we're talking about the Israeli government now. Where's the name? Where's the name? Let me finish. Built many yeshivas in Eretz Yisrael, not only in Panovich, in uh, Bnei Brak. Panovich is the name of a European city, a Lithuania city. But he built many yeshivas, let's say in, in Ashdod, there's the Grodna yeshiva. Who made it? Panovich In other places, there's another yeshiva. I'm not familiar with Eretz Yisrael. But he built yeshivas all over. And even in Bnei Brak, when he built Panovich, there's not one building. If anyone went to Bnei Brak, Panovich has many buildings. It's like a, a Gansa campus. So each time he put up a building, we went set over a miser when he put up a building, but that has nothing to do with this. Yeah. With the workers, yeah. yeah. He did a lot of building in Israel. He built, built, and built, and built out of Israel. Every time that he put up a building, he got money from the government. Listen carefully. Whenever he would put up a building, there would be a shtickle, whatever, and there would be a representative from the government, because they also had a chalet in this building. So there would always be a demonstration. There would always be a demonstration from the Idachredis or from others, Torakat or whatever, demonstrating that they are using government funds to put up a yeshiva. Listen carefully. So the Panovich Avav told Choshevah ben Tayri, said as follows The truth of the matter is, he said, it's much better to build Taylor in Eretz Yisrael without taking government funds. There's no question that the Kedusha and the Taira of the Moises that exists without government fund, funds is greater than a Moises that has government funds. He says, but what can I do? He says, I am not the Koyach to build Taira on the format that I want to build it without government funds. I want to build a lot of yeshivas, a lot of buildings, a lot of Moises. I cannot build it without government funds. But I'll tell you one thing, he said. If I did not see that the Aida Khredas or the Nutura Khayata comes to demonstrate whenever I put up a building, let's say no one would come and demonstrate. I would take Momin Hegdish, Momin of the Yeshiva, I would take money from the Yeshiva's budget, and I would hire somebody to make a protest. That's what the point of the says. I would pay people to protest each time I put up a building with government funds. Why? So that people should know. It should be without government funds. Is that what I'm doing is what? Is it with the other? But Baruch Hashem, I don't have to take yeshiva funds, he says, because we have the Torah that makes a demonstration on the wrong without it. 
That's what he said. The tight of the matter. In other words, you can do it, do it without it. But if you can't, then he says, I have no choice. I have to go bebedir. We're living in a matter of So that's what he felt. So there's a big machlekes. You can't say that either party is wrong. On this, among these two factions, there's a famous saying of Chazal. Elu, vo elu, What does that mean? When you have two machlekes, let's say you have a machlekes between two parties, a shamay vihila. One can say chayim, one can say potter, one can say tar, one can say tummy. How could it be that each one is saying the truth? How could it be Eilu Ve'Eilu Devriya Lekim Chayim? So the Ritva explains, the Mephoshim explains that when the Torah was given, there are so many and so many reasons, hundreds of reasons to make everything Chayim and hundreds of reasons to make every case Potem. Hundreds of reasons to make it Tomei, hundreds of reasons to make it Tomei. Each one was given over by the Eilu And it all depends on how far you saw will pass them. Like Bashamayim here. It all depends how the bedroom downstairs will pass them. So at this point, this is the Machlekes. Later, some people decided to pass on a kill. We have a Vasco that says, in this world, we pass on a kill, not a Shabbat Shammai. But Eilu Ba'ilu Debrila Kim Chaim, we can't say that Shammai is wrong. We can only say we don't pass on like Shammai, but Shammai is also right. Eilu Ba'ilu, they're both Teira. They're both based on different reasons of Teira that were given by Hasina. Eilu Ba'ilu Debrila Kim Chaim. But, there's a danger in this. Don't think every Machlekes is Eilu Ba'ilu Debrila Kim Chaim. There are some Machlekes where it's clear, right and wrong. How do you know when it's Eilu Ba'ilu Debrila Kim Chaim? You have to ask a Godel. You must have a sack of a godel. A godel must pass him to you. A godel must pass him to you that it's Eilu Ve'Eilu Debrila Kim Chaim. Without that, you can't say that on your own. Now, that group of people that were called the Mizrahi, that group of people that were called the Mizrahi, what were they? People that said, you're allowed to make a Medina. Not that there's a Medina. For sure they joined the Medina and they're working from within. So it would seem on paper that right now there's no difference between Aguda and Mizrahi. That's what it would seem on paper. Because the whole Machlekes was whether we should make the Medina. But now that the Medina is here, what's there to talk about? But that's only on paper. It's a big fallacy to think the Mizrahi and the Aguda are the same. The chilek between Mizrahi and the Aguda is the chilek between day and night, and maybe more. Mizrahi are people that are Meshuchet, they are like bribed. Their minds and hearts are bribed. Because of this have a desire of Zionism. Zionism must be... But Zionism means this Ryan, this thought that we have to build a better soul before Mashiach comes. But they want to be from Yidin also. They want to have their cake and eat it. So therefore, they appear to be from Yidin. In essence, I'll soon read you what the Bechesko Abramski writes on them. In essence, there are people that went off the road. Originally, 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 when it first started, they might have been, they might have been good intentioned people. But slowly but surely, they have a deserve the eternal, the minutes and that because it's got them to become fatherate. Whereas they have good tries as much as possible to be consistent in asking the Gzela what to do. The Mizrahi goes and shops around to find some kind of a header so that they have some kind of mezuzah on the Chazar style so they can do whatever they dash please. Whereas they are good there's not trying this. I mean, of course, there's plenty of fallacies in Aguda, there are also there's fallacies in all groups. But as much as possible, Ruba the Ruba, that's what they try to do. Right now, there's a big machlekes among the Aguda. It's basically split, because there are two factions in the Aguda, between the Gerev and Rabbi Shah. So therefore, it's not a very constructive, it's not a very constructive force in the Aguda, because of it. So it's not, I don't know why you're speaking. 
So it's politics. There's politics involved. Whenever there's organizations, politics gets involved, and the Yitzhahara creeps in slowly but surely. However, one thing is clear, that a bocha in yeshiva, unless he wants to become misled, has to follow what the Gedalim say. You can follow whichever one you want, among the Eluva Elus. I'm going to read to you what Rabbi Cheskel Avransky writes on the Mizrahi, he says like this. This is written by Rabbi Cheskel Avransky, who was a great Talmud Chochum. He was in London first. Lady was in Elsie Israel. He wrote 25 Sperm on Tesefta. All the Tesefta's in the back of the Gemara, he wrote a Pelosh on. Throughout Chas. A very big person. And he says like this. Come and I will tell you. What is the difference between this group that calls themselves Mizrahi? He was Mr. 10 years ago, something like that. And the group of people that call themselves Agudas Yisrael. It says in Medrash Chabon, Tashis Noyach, what does it mean? Noyach was first called Ish Tzadik, and then what was he called? Ish Adama. He went down. Moshe was first called Ish Mitzri, and later what was he called? Ish Olikim. Noyach was a Tzadik. Ish Tomim, Ish Tzadik Tomim. The soap was? Nitzchalala. Chulim. Ish Adama. Moshe was Ish Mitzri, and later became what? The miyazdim of the Mizrahi says Rabbi Cheskel Avramsky They were Rabbonim And some of the Rabbonim that started were Ish Tomim Tzadik Ish Tzadik Tomim But Slowly but surely We went off the path of Ish Tzadik Tomim And it became Chulim It has no Kedusha whatsoever From the Ish Tzadik Tomim What remained became Ish Adomim A man of the land Agudas Yisrael, even though in the beginning of Agudas Yisrael started out with a lot of Balabatim, the main force behind Agudas Yisrael was Pruma Balabatim. But since they followed themselves, they followed in the path of the, of the Gedalim of the time, Chofetz Chaim, Rab Chaim other Gedalim at the time, so they became Isha the king. The Briskarov, the Griz, always used to say, my father, who's my father? Whenever he would meet with a Mizrahi person, this is before the Medina was made, would call me into his room. He would say, Velvola. Yitzvah Zev is Velvola. Zev is Velvola. What does Zev mean? Velvola. Velvola. Velvola is a wolf. That's how they used to call him. There was a nickname for Zev. Like Ayolay. Things like that. So he said, Velvola Kumarain is a Timurmit here. Why? He said to him, When I meet with the Mizrahi Jew, I cannot be together with them alone. Because the din is, you're not allowed to be together with a person that's Choshet and murder. He says, They are Choshet and Shri Chazam. 
he would never, never stay in the room with a Mizrahita. He says, they're choshet and shvich hazom. Says Rav Leuzola. I don't feel it as much as my father did. I, when I speak to them, I don't feel it as much as he did. You know why? It's because I live there. And since I live there, I became a little bit spoiled. But the truth of the matter is, they're choshet and shvich hazom. Once, when the famous Kanoi, the famous leader of the Nitori Kata, Who's the most famous leader of the Nitori Kata? There was a famous person, Rav Amram Bloy. Very harsh of a person out there. He always used to make demonstrations against Kol Shabbos and against the Medina and things like that. He was the only person, Kemat, that the Briskorov stood up for and went to visit in jail. Whenever they put him in jail, he would visit him. And he would say to his children, when he, they would ask him, where are you going? He said, I'm going to visit Shabbos in jail. That means he called him, he's the symbol of Shabbos, because he made many demonstrations against Chil Shabbos and El Yisrael. So he used to say, I'm going to visit Shabbos that is sitting in jail. And once he said to Rabbi Amun Loi, the following. It says, after a big demonstration that Amun Loi came from, he said, the Bishra said to him, it says, when Nayak uh, went into the Teva, the Rebishtim made a bris with him. Why did the Rebishtim have to make a bris with him? Rashi says, Tupshatim, you don't remember. Why did the Rebishtim make a bris with Nayak before he went into the Teva? What is the Tupshatim and Rashi? So the Goyim shouldn't get him and the food should The Goyim shouldn't kill him and the food shouldn't spoil. Good, Hulk's got him. The Goyim should not kill him and the food should not spoil. So he says like this. Listen in, listen in, mark him. When Noach walked into the Teva, the Rebishter made a bris with him on two things, Rashi says. The food should not spoil for a year, and the Goyim should not kill him. The Goyim threatened that they want to kill him. So that's why Rebishter said, I dare them to kill you. The Etzim Ayyem Azeh, you all know, we went to the Noach, and what did Rebishter do? He circled the Teva with what? Small animals. Small animals. Now, For the lions and the tigers and the snakes and the scorpions and the leopards and the panthers inside the Teva, we didn't need a bris. Who did we need a bris for? For the Rishoyim. For the Rishoyim that they shouldn't kill Noyach. But that the animals shouldn't kill Noyach, that you didn't need a bris for. So he says like this. So you see from here, Rishoyim of Ador are worse than the worst animals. Noyach had a bris that they won't kill him. But you have no bris that they won't kill you. And then he called Amram Bloy at Tsiyoni. So Amram Bloy looked at him, why do you call me Tsiyoni? He said, if you would be in Poland, or you would be in Russia, or you would be in another country, would you make these kind of demonstrations? So he said, no, they would kill me. KGB would come, or the Stalin would come, NKVD, they would come and destroy me. So he says, he says, so why do you do it here? Because you think that they won't kill you. Oh. You think that these people are not chashud and shvich has done it. Then you were also spoiled. Because they're murderers. That's what he said. So he's not against him. He just meant to say he's more stronger than him. He was saying stronger than him. What he meant to say is, don't think that they're yidin. They're murderers. And you have to watch out. That's what the Briskorov said to Rabbi Mahmoud. Now, When it came, the, 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 the Medina, so of course, the Mizrahi, 
which is like the mezuzah on the pigsty. That's what mezachi is. A mezuzah on a pigsty, trying to be mate a pigsty. So they started instituting two things, three things. Rabonis horoshis. What does Rabonis horoshis mean? The chief rabbinate. Listen in, listen in, listen in, listen in. The reason why they needed that chief rabbinate is because they needed some kind of idiot that's going to give a stamp on everything that they want to do. Whatever they dash, please, we need a stamp of approval. We need a kashra symbol stating that it's okay. Now, Rabbi Yosef Chaim Zonnefeld, who was the best friend of Rav Kook, the first Rav Roshi, and later wouldn't talk to him, said as follows. He said, the first Rav Roshi of the Medina is going to be a coin. The next one probably will be a lady. The third one will probably be, be Yisrael. And the fourth one will probably be a Mamza. That's what he said. That's how the Yerida will take place. And if you'll take a look, you see that's what happened. <coughs> the first one was Rav Kook, a coin. The second one was Rav Herzog, a, a lady. The third one was Rav Untemir, a Yisrael. And the fourth one, he was not a Rav Roshi. You're so, you're so polluted. You know? And the third, fourth one was Rav Goran, who was not a Mamza. That's the Rita Rav that used to fly from the parachutes and give all kinds of absurd heptarium to be Mata Mamzaidim. So that's what he meant when he said the fourth one is going to be a Mamza. Doesn't mean he himself is a Mamza. He's going to be Mata Mamzaidim. He's going to be Mata if you approve of Mamzerim, it's Tarechet HaMamzer. So B'Kitzar HaMaisim. The Rabonis HaRoshes is a scheme of the Yetzirah to put a stamp of approval on anything that's trade in the Medina. Everything that's trade, they have that stamp. The Rabbanit HaRashut, the Rabbanut HaRashit, whatever you want to call it. It's full of that, yeah? yeah. So, so they, I'll So they came, they came, quiet, to the Chazaynish. And they came to Rav Ruven Gerzovsky, who was later, who was Rabor of Be'er, later with his son-in-law, and he was later the Rosh Hashiva in Peir and in Monsi, based Medr Shelly, Spring Valley. And he said like this, this is what he wrote regarding today's day. And he said as follows, that's what's hanging in the wall, listen in. This is from the Rosh Hashiva, from Rav Ruven Gerzovsky, listen in. Avade Givis that you're not allowed to make a holiday or a special day on the day that was because we know from that which is clear to us from Chazal Kibbutz Goliath will take place through Mashiach Tzitkenu like the Rambam says and he quotes the Rambam the Rajbo and other places he says like this even if it would be a simcha. Let's say a person loses a father and at the time that he loses his father he gets a Yerusha. So it says, on one hand he has to make Dayon Ha'emes on the other hand he makes Shechiyon. So he says like this, he can't really be happy on that day. A child that lost his father and got a Yerusha is not happy. Now, he says, we see clearly that this government has gone Kenegah de Tera Kiseida. The purpose of making the whole Medina is to uproot religion. They have made Shmad. Against Fumayidin. Everybody knows 
of different stories of Kuvayidin that came from Yemen and other countries from Payas, Beard, and they took the kids away from their parents and they made from them Goyim Gemurim. It's the biggest scandal that's going on now because right now, it's absurd. Number one, they kidnap children from their parents. These are Shoyim Arurim, these Tzioyim. Kidnapped children from their parents. Yeah? And when the parents asked, where's my our children? They would say, they died. Because in those days, there was a system of kibbutzim. You know how it worked? Yeah. The parents worked and the children were taken care of in a nursery. There's a book, Sadiwas. There are many books. I, don't want, I want quiet. And therefore, in order to uproot religion from all these from a Yidin that came from different countries that have daughters and daughters and daughters of Messiah from Kite and Yiddishkeit, they took away their children, put them away in friar places, raised them as completely friar people, unfrum people, and their parents never saw them again. And even those that the parents did see, many of them were ruined. Because the parents got ruined. They offered the parents money, they offered the parents housing, they offered the parents clothing, and slowly but surely they fangoyished them. If you'll make a cheshman, you'll see that from the time that the Medina took place until now, 48 years, 38 years, what is it, 38 years? They have shmatted up of Shvadon made a cheshman of millions and millions of people. He says what Hitler did in six and a half million Jews physically they have done spiritually they have taken six and a half million children and destroyed them you said the same about America listen carefully and the same is true about America but America didn't do it with a plan by America it's assimilation the Yitzharist crisis there was no group of people that were out to make us Goyim whereas in Eretz Yisrael there was a concentrated effort by these Tzayim these people the, that's what he said. The same people that were called the Yemsekas in Russia are those same people in Eretz Yisrael speaking Hebrew and going around uprooting the religion. The only difference is that in Russia they spoke Yiddish and in Eretz Yisrael they are speaking the new new uh, modern Hebrew that is full of Kfira and And I explained to you once before that the Fruma Yidin in Eretz Yisrael have a special dictionary that they don't use because all the words in that dictionary are words which have Kedusha in Tanakh and in the Gemara and in the Mishnah and Agarita, Medrashim and Zoya and they took those words and made from them mundane they made from them mundane meanings behind it and I gave you an example of two words Kaviyochel I gave you the word Kaviyochel anyone from any yeshiva if you say Kaviyochel who do you mean? why do you say Kaviyochel? When it says in the Torah that Rebbe's hands or the Rebbe's feet, you can't understand that. It's not in our imagination. So we say Kivi Yochel as if it would be possible. So Kivi Yochel became a Kinoi for what? For the Rebbe. When they want to say in Hebrew, if I would be able to go to the moon, I would open up a pizza parlor. They say Kivi Yochel. If it would be possible for me to go to the moon, I would open up a pizza parlor. So they took a word that's a Kinoi of the Rebbe and made it mundane. The word Chashmal means a special malach full of fire, Rodananach. And they took that word and made it to mean electric, electricity. This is just two examples. There are tens of thousands of words that they did like this because the purpose of making that, in that language was to uproot Yiddishkeit. Who made that language? Some idiot with long hair and cool to circle by the name of Ben Yehuda. He was the granddaddy of Ben Yehuda. Ben Yehuda, that's what he called himself. He had some kind of name in Europe, but he made himself an Israeli name, Ben Yehuda, like Ben Gurion, like this. All these Bens, 
So, the purpose of making this religion, thousands of thousands of words were made every week in the beginning of the Medina. And when they made those words, they made those words with the kavana of uprooting religion. Therefore, it's someone that says to you, why don't we speak Ivris as a shaita? Ivris has no kedusha whatsoever. Only the words that are found in the Torah has kedusha, from Bereshis till the end of Dilrei Ayomim. Any word that's not found there has not called Lashna Kodesh. Anything that from a Yidin made as a language to stay away from Goyim has more kedusha than the language of prior people, even though they based it on Hebrew. Therefore, Yiddish, the Chassam Sefer, explained, was made specially that the Jews had to have a separate language, so that we should not speak their language. The Svadim rather spoke the language of Ladino in Ladino in order not to speak Spanish or Arabic. That has much more kedusha than this new modern fangled Kfiridika Minasdika language called Ivrit. Understand? This Ivrit, this Ivrit is pure hogwash. But you have a problem. Half of Ivrit is Lashna Kodesh. So when you live there and you have to get a law, you have a problem. You try to speak as much as possible Lashna Kodesh, and that's it. The Fumi Yidin speak Lashna Kodesh. Rabbi Shalom Shalom when he speaks, he speaks Lashna Kodesh. The Fumi Yidin and Yerushalayim and Yisholom and Ebrach they speak Lashna Kodesh. They don't speak that that new fangled language called Ivrit. And those here in America that are misled and thinking that we who don't want to speak Ivrit are not from a Yidin have a problem. That's why the masses electric. Okay, he felt that it's not also, but the masses most of them will say electric. But that's what's being used. He's not saying. He, what can he do? He doesn't live there. Now, now, listen carefully. Listen carefully. No, I'm quiet. The stipler has a tshuva explaining why it's also to say any halal or tefillas on this day or Yom Yerushalayim, and he writes as follows: the day that they conquered Yerushalayim. He says, "You asked me why." You asked me that you received some booklet called Say that Tfilas Yerushalayim. And you want to know whether or not you should say it and what to do with it. I want you to know, says the Stifle, that this is the Maisa of the Mizrahi. The Mizrahi's own only kavana is not that you should daven. They don't give a hoot about Tfilah. Their only interest is that Torah and Yiddishkeit is subservient to Zionism. So therefore, they mix in with the Zionism, the Teira and the Mitzvahs and Yiddishkeit and Tefillah. It says there some kind of a psak from the Rabbonus HaRoshis. She Mitzvah It's a Mitzvah to make a holiday on Chofches here. And you asked me, where in the world does it say this Mitzvah? And they also write that you should say Halalud Bracha. And you asked me, where in Shulchan Aruch, over there in Nehat where, where does it say you should say Halalud Bracha? And I want you to know says the stifler. We in Eretz Israel know the facts. We all know that it's from the Sitra Acha. It's Hevel Uzruach. It's kakiwash and garbage. <laughs> and anyone that will say Halil with a bracha, says the stifler. Anyone that says Halil with a bracha, and it's no cash on why they say you should do it. Because they want to be machshul, you know, all kinds of isurim, even though that's not the kavana. The real kavana is that they, you should become sub, subservient with the Torah to their Zionism. Their rabbonim was made, the whole rabbanut was made, to give a hechsher on the Avedi Zorah called Zionism. So take a look in this title, it's on the wall. Elil, it's, it's an idol called Zionism. 
We that live in Eretz Yisrael, we can't do anything about it. There's nothing we could do. We're like in jail by these Zionist people. And they don't care that it bothers Shem Reiteira Mitzvah. They're not interested in their feelings. They don't give a D-A-M-M about the feelings of the Frumah Yidin. But on Frumah Yidin and Gabonim in Chutz Laaretz, on Shem Reiteira, it's a chiyuv. On all of you in Chutz Laaretz, says the stifler. Laharish to make a tumult and make a demonstration. Yeah. I'll call Pirzel to give a Teirah whenever they go against the Teirah. Because from the Machoes of the Jews in Chutzlaretz, from demonstrations of Jews in Chutzlaretz, they're still afraid. And the reason why it's not worse than it is now is because they're afraid of demonstrations in America. As bad as it is now, it could have been worse. And the reason why they're afraid of people from Chutzlaretz more than people from Eretz Yisrael is Pashat. But they get their Uncle Sam dollars from there. And therefore, they try as much as possible to keep on getting the money coming in. Therefore, even though this topic is a long topic, says the stifler, I have no koyach to write a long letter right now. May the Rebish to have Rachmanus on his nation and save them from this shachas, from this Avedizara of Zionism, and that Mashiach should come the Meher of Yomeno. Amen. So, Mamela, you think when you make fun of jokes that you're making fun of jokes. It's not fun of jokes that you're making. You're falling into the trap. Because deep down, you don't feel there's anything wrong. The fact that you're able to say, you wouldn't say the same things about it on Kratzmach, and you wouldn't say it on Easter. You wouldn't come into class and say, did you say a whole halal today? Or a half halal today? Or did you say a halal with a bracha? Or did you say, a person wouldn't come in on Kratzmach and say, good yom tif. A person wouldn't say whatever all, all your statements are, your sarcastic statements or whatever. You if you, no one, no one would do that on Kratzmach. Because you understand, of Kratzmach, December 25th, of Aaron Kuban and Shion, did you say half hour, the hour, whole hour, did you say this? It's Chavay Dezorah. It's Chavay Dezorah So this is the problem here. You have people with long beards down to their pipic who are used as mezuzahs on Chazishtal that you should say tefillahs, it's a good thing to be besimcha. So you're misled. Your eyes deceive you. You see similar things. Here's Sudurim printed in Eretz Yisrael, and in the back they have this here trash for the Avedizorah. There's garbage, and they want to be machshul you in all kinds of brachos levatolis and halal levatol and halal that said not on a day that you're supposed to say halal. The Mishnah says it's chiro v'giduf. If a person says halal on a day, he's not mechuyiv and halal. Says harayz and mechara from the garden. There are svarim written by the tens, tens and tens and tens of svarim explaining this Indian barichas. I'm explaining it to you on the most elementary level. So you have to understand, even though you're young now, but as you get older, you'll be more exposed to it. You have to understand that the Yetzirah and the Yetzirah are having a big fight now. The closer to the end of the world, whenever there's two sides of a war, what happens? When they come down to the wire, there's a certain battle that whoever wins this battle wins the war. Some battles at the beginning of the war, you can lose, you can win, you can lose, you can win, it still doesn't mean you lost the war. But when it comes down to the wire... Everybody brings out their tanks, weapons, missiles, atomic bombs, whatever. This is it. The Yetzirah and the Yetzirah have that fight on the day of a person's death. The Yetzirah worked for 70 years, the Yetzirah worked for 70 years, or whatever, 13 years difference. And each one feels that if he doesn't get him now, if he doesn't get him now, he lost 70 years of work. So the Yetzirah says, you got to do tshuva. And many people you'll see on their deathbed, 
do tshuva. Some people just the opposite. They find the people on the deathbed, they say, Minas and Epikusis, what's going on here? Because inside a person, if he's still sane, he's not in a coma, there's a fight going on with him. Ruchnis. A Ruchnis that can fight the Yitzhah, and the Yitzhah are fighting. The Shevet Musa, I told you, brought rings out of Maisa. He was there. He was a rov in the city. And the head of all the Ganovim, the Mafia, the head of the Mafia called him down, and they brought him down to his secret hiding place. The head of all the Ganovim, Rotzchim, gangsters. And he was on his deathbed. And he was a Yid. And he said to the Shevet Musa, the author of the Shevet Musa, I want to do true. So he said, Say, Tehei Misosi Kaparosi, my death should be a Kapara. Tell all the people around you that they shouldn't steal, they shouldn't kill, they shouldn't do this, they shouldn't do that. He said everything what he's supposed to say. That's the Ganad, that's the gangster. All of a sudden, after doing all this, he started cursing. And he said, Nivel Pair. And he started telling them, Kill, murder, do. And the Shevet Musa said, What are you doing? You crazy? Don't you want to do truth? He said, I can't. He said, Why not? He says, don't you see there's a man standing there with a sword? And he says, if you dare, do tshuva. And if you don't tell him to kill and murder, I'm going to kill you. I'll cut you up into pieces with this knife. He saw a man with a knife standing next to him. The elders give in. When a person dies, as I'll say, you can see things that other people can't see. Ruchni is the gazach, the Yitzhahara. The Gemara says, many people when they died saw a, some kind of a being full of eyes standing next to them and taking away their life. Those people that are full of what? Well, eyes. The Yitzhahara looks like a body with a million eyes. Eyes. Eyes, eyes, eyes. All over the body is eyes. It's the most scariest thing to see. Listen in. But that's that's what the person sees when he dies. Some people was able to see it. This guy wasn't was able to see Mamma's act, but he saw a man standing there with a sword. You have to have a certain schus to be able to see it. But anyway, this guy dropped dead without chuva. He didn't have enough schusum to do chuva. Even though he wanted to do chuva. What was happening there? The Tatev and the Yitzhara were bringing out the tanks, the missiles, the atomic bombs, and wanted to see who's going to win. That's what's happening now. Right now, the end of the line, uh, the world is coming down to the end. There's different simonim. You have to be smart to see it. But the Yitzhateva and the Yitzhara know it. And the Yitzhateva and the Yitzhara are fighting. The Yitzhateva is working with all its kaifas. That's why you have Bali Chuba happening now. On one hand, you have two opposites. You have people who are grandchildren of these gangsters and apikursim and minim who haven't seen Yiddish kaif for three days and they don't know what to say for tailors, they don't know what Yom Kippur is, and they're doing chuba and becoming B'nai Taylor. And on the other hand, you have people going away from Yiddishkeit in tremendous proportion. In America, in Elsie Soil, what's happening? Two opposites. How can you say it's Mashiach time? How can that be? That's his Pashat. When Mashiach comes, it's going to be Kulay Zakai, Kulay Chai. You're going to be either on this side of the fence or on that side of the fence. There's going to be no middle of the road. No wishy-washing. Either Yishtak here or Yishtak here. And that's what's happening now. There's about Chuva movement in Elsie Soil. And now there's a count about Chuva movement. Parents who lost their children to the Chuva movement are, are mourning. They walk around with black ribbons showing that they lost a child. Why? Because their child is sitting and learning Taylor Yen Belayla. Idiotin, professors, scientists, physicists have joined, these stupid idiots have joined this group to fight the Bali Chuva movement because they lost children to the Bali Chuva movement. They say, There's no house that didn't lose somebody to the Bali Chuva movement. Every house lost somebody to the Bali Chuva movement. They call it cults, they call it this, they call it like Moonies, they call it other things. Idiotin. Why is that happening now? Someone's going to find Mavur. Who's going to make it? Who's not, who's not going to make it? Slowly but truly, people are seeing those that have schism and they're doing children. 
On the other hand, many people are giving it all up. Why is that happening now? There's another Nekuda that you have to understand. When the Yidin went out of Mitzrayim, I told you, not only did 600,000 from 20 to 60 go out, plus all the wives and children and people over 60 and under 20, which is around 3 million people, 20 times more than that, 30 times more than that, was the Eid of Rav. The Eid of Rav. There were Gerim from all over that went out with the Jews. They heard such Nisan with this and that, that and this. They joined up people from all over. Millions of people from all over came to the Jews and joined up with them and they went out with them from towards Eretz Yisrael. All the charts that we have in the Torah, with the Eidol, with the Mon, with the Slav, with the Bear, with this, whatever, all that was from the Eid of Wherever it says the word Hey, I and Mem in the Torah, means the Eid of When it says Bnei Yisrael, means the Yid. Who are these Eid of Gerim that attach themselves to Yid. So the Mephalshim say, the Vilna Goyen says, that the purpose of Golas is to get rid of the Eid of Whoever is a member of the Eid of Rav is going to become part of the Goyim, is assimilating. And whoever has an Neshoma, not from the Eid of Rav, his Neshoma is from what? From the Yidin, becoming a Baal We don't know who's a, has a, who has a Neshoma from the Eid of Rav. So you can't say, well, that guy, I don't want to be Makar, maybe he's from the Eid of Rav. How do you know? So since you don't know, you've got to try to be Makar. I mean, if it doesn't work, I'll get in the other end. But that's what's happening, Klape Shmaya, of the Goyim. Klape Shmaya, before Mashiach comes, the Tsarists of the Golas and the anti-Semitism and all the other problems that you didn't have to go through is slowly but surely shedding. We are shedding the trash. We are getting rid of the garbage. The sewage we're getting rid of through these Tsarists. So, it shouldn't bother you so much. Yeah, it should bother you. It goes away, it goes away. Of, uh, you have to understand, a lot of them are eight of our people and they have to go away. You don't know who they are, so you have to do whatever you can to be Makara. But not as much as you can with its limits. 10% of your time you can devote to help another person to come up from the year. It doesn't mean dafka prior people. It can mean a bochan yeshiva and it needs kirvah zeichem. Help him. Crave him. Help him and be makar of rechaikim rather. It doesn't mean dafka rechaikim that you have to be makar. You can also be makar of kravim. That's called shuvah work. Kirvah rechaikim, kirvah kravim. That's called a choshev to do. But not you spend your whole life on it. Like I said before, come rabbi yakir. Because you'll end up losing. Like a broom, not the mouth. But it's the same with Michael Mack. You'll end up needing Kirov after you're being Makar of all those people. Half of the guys that work for Jeff full time need Kirov after they're finished. And sometimes the Kirov doesn't help anymore. It's a group of people that have nothing to do and they want to be Makar of Kirov. There's a lot of people. A lot of people have gone down a drain because of it. It's a dangerous thing. Only people that are capable should take care of it. Only those that have capabilities should work in it. You'll go be Makar of a Baal and They'll make you a monk. Yeah, I see. I don't want to hear anything. Tell me something what is Eilu Be'elu Deri Elokim Chaim and when is it not Eilu Be'elu Deri Elokim Chaim? You always need a Godel to tell you what is Eilu Be'elu Deri Elokim Chaim when is it Stam Bovemais. Fido Minas. You see, Christ all went through Deiris where they couldn't discern and tell on their own. Shapsi Tzvi was a whole girl where so, people, so many people from Eden were misled. There were other Deiris, there were other fake Mashiachs throughout the history of Israel, And there are fake Rayonis and Avedi Zonatika Rayonis and Kfiratika Rayonis, different types of, of uh, movements that appear and crop up by Israel every once in a while. And you have to be on guard to know that it's not from the Sitra of the Kedusha, it's not from the Sitra, from the, from the Tzad of Kedusha rather, but it's from the Sitra Acha, from the Tzad of Tuma that there is in the world. And the Tzad of Tuma in the world is also a potent Koyach, until Sitkuma Moshiach. 
Oh, yes, it's Zayin at Saratum in the road. And you have to know, is that person from the tomb of the was a Kedusha? And when Mashiach comes, right before Mashiach comes, it's going to be very difficult to discern. The Tanoim said, Yesei, may he come, Veloi Achamine. I don't want to be around when he's here. Why is the Tana afraid of the coming of Mashiach? Tana is not afraid of physical welfare. I told you many times, if the Tana sees somebody following him, a Shvats and Ahal, and following him, he can turn around and give him the double whammo and make from him a Galshalat Samus. He can make a heap of black stones. So, I'm kind of not afraid. So why should a Tana be afraid of living here when Mashiach comes? Because, because, because. To be a Maiman when Mashiach comes is going to be as hard as walking up that wall straight up without any steps. Why? Because there's going to be, there's going to be Rosh Hashivas, Rebbes, Tzadikim Lach, Hasidim Lach, Neitera, all kinds of Svarim, all from the Sitra, the Sitra Tumah, the Tzadikim in the world. And you won't know. You're going to swallow it down. You're going to see a guy with a long beard. He speaks great. He knows all the tastes. He knows all the Rashis. He knows Shas. He must be a great guy. And in reality, he's a tool of the Yitzhahara. How do you know? You have to follow the Gzadim. Which At this point, but there's always one or two Gzadim that all B'nai Teira accept, even though now it's becoming more difficult. But there's Ruba did B'nai Teira accept. At this point, right now, till the, now, was a disciple with Rabbi Zashach. And now it's Israel. If you had to have a problem, what Rabbi Yishev wanted to know, what Rabbi Yaakov wanted to know, what's going on? What's the truth? You had to have a letter from the disciple of Rabbi Zashach. Today, we have three, four giants in the past year, less than a year. And it's important that you follow what Rabbi Zashach says, if you want to follow that group of Neitera, or the Chassidim follow their Rebbes, let's say the Satma, the Sikh, the this, the Dayan Wise, other things, that's their group. But Neitera must always follow that person who has been accepted as the God of by the Bnei Tehra. Even though it's coming down to a shtickle rift, some people say, he's not the God of Adol, he's the God of You'll see all the Rosh Hashivas in the United States. They'll say, all the Rosh Hashivas, what's the door behind? There's no Rosh Hashiva that will not accept the Pesach of Rabbi Zashach. So that for you is enough to open your eyes and understand that he's the God That if you want, you can be misled. And you'll say, well, I have a friend, he lives around the block, and he says, that the Lubavitcher Rebbe is the God of that door. Yeah. And when the Lubavitcher Rebbe talks, he sounds very good. So, <laughs> and he disagrees with the Shittas of Rabbi Zashach. So you'll say to yourself, maybe it's Elu Vayelu Dirila Kim Chaim. It's a big problem. How do you know it's not? Yitaka don't know it's not. So you have to go to a God one ask him. You go to a God one ask him. So I went to a God one ask him. I have kids in my class asking me, is it Elu Vayelu Dirila Kim Chaim or is it not Elu Vayelu Dirila Kim Chaim? Why should I answer them? So he says, you're not allowed to say Dirila Kim Chaim. So I said, should I say that he's a zero? And therefore, since it's not able to do the Kemchayim, this is black and this is white and finished? He says, you can't say that either. Make a machlek, it's not quite as well. So I said, what should I say? He says, don't say nothing. That's all. So whenever anyone asks me, that's what I say. What I just not told you. But at least you hear clearly, it's not able to do the Kemchayim. You say a lot of words about I didn't say that. You only reported his bitches and said, well, I'm going to say that. Who said this? So. I'm going to say that. Hello? Manchester Rosh Hashiva. So he gave me that advice. If a Bacha asks me what to do. So, uh, so, so he said, don't say nothing. But I said, but if he presses it, you don't know what to say. So you know what I do is, I say, oh, what, what, what happened at that conversation that I had with him? And he said, clearly, sit down. Who was he? Manchester Hashiva. Now, the Manchester Hashiva. Rabbi Yudh is When he comes to America, there's lines to try to see. It's a big thing. Yeah? Yeah. And they shoot him. 
Is that very good? He's not in global? Let's say carefully. He spoke to you in English? No. He didn't speak anything? He spoke in English. He speaks very well because he's in English. I once took my class there and each brother spoke for a couple of minutes. I can't, he's not in there. Let's say carefully. Listen carefully. Listen carefully. I want quiet. Sit down. Sit down. Listen carefully. Listen carefully. Therefore, uh, uh, Gilbert, Gilbert, Gilbert. The host words that I gave can become bottled with your stupid remarks. I don't want to hear what you have to say now. If there are, Gilbert, if you have anything to say or you have anything to ask, if you have anything to ask or if they ask you questions, you'll solve it until the year is over. If there's any, don't worry about this. I don't need any more remarks. Is it true that Meishar, like the rocks, people who are Mechal Shabbos? In Meishar, there are kids that throw rocks at cars that go through, yeah. and sometimes even people. Isn't the rock Muxa? Yes, it is Muxa, but some of them set it aside from before and to throw Yeah, they have piles on the floor. I'm not saying it's Muta, I'm not saying it's Usa, but it's, 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 a, it's, it's a feeling of not wanting to see Chilul Shabbos in there. Of course. That's all. That's all. It's That's what motivates them. Whether it's Muta or not, they have to have a bottom. The Yishorov has to pass him. You are welcome. A rack yeah, normally is hooked, but if you set it aside, you lose something. Sorry, we have a box on the porch. Now, listen carefully. Any other questions? Any other questions? Calling, if you're going to make it. What about the chief rabbi now? All chief rabbis. I'm not discussing their personalities, but they are tools of this or this other. That's why the stifler said. He could speak to Hamish, he could speak to, to Mashiach, he could speak to everyone. The stifler said the whole union of having a Rabonis Horoshes, the whole musug of it is to put a stamp on this other result. 